Okay. This is a longer one. It's more like personal, probably my own opinion, etc. Has to do with art and kind of my situation this morning. And feelings that I'm having. Like I can't really get. Oh my gosh.、Um, there's it's such a long whiny story that I can't really stand it. The sound of my voice sometimes. So I'm not even gonna even try. But yeah, I hope you guys are entertained by this. It's my story of yesterday and just all the stuff that you have to put up with. When you are, in fact, 100% totally homeless, it's the worst. It's, it's a lot of work, actually, to work hard. Thanks so much for listening. You guys are the coolest. Hey, everyone. I'm your host, Bling. This is the Bling Vera podcast. I'm doing a live show here at Gilgal Gardens in Salt Lake City, and it's pretty close to downtown to be considered downtown. Located downtown, but you're gonna miss it. You you have to know someone who knows where it's at. Practically, you can't just wander around and find it. You can't just find it. Usually, driving by, like you can get the address. You can look at it on Google Maps. You can whatever. Do all the research you want. Prepare the best you can, expecting to walk right in. You're not gonna find it. It's weird. It's like a portal. You have to have someone grab you by the hand, and Bring you inside, someone who knows where it is already. It's that hard to find, but it's downtown. It's tucked in between some buildings and just. It's big though. It's spacious in the back. Like it just opens up like a butterfly. When you do get into the back and you see these sculptures, the first time I came here, let me tell you about when I first heard about it. There's like a Joseph Smith Sphinx,、um, that like Egyptian. Egyptian Sphinx of Joseph Smith, but just miniaturized scale. Honk if you see me. Honk if you don't. My fans, I think, tuning in or、uh, yeah, watching, watching me do this episode. It's cool. Good to see those fans honking. Good to good to hear those fans honking. It's always a honkler special. It's always a honkler special here on this podcast. Every time. So that's where the episode is from. Is being recorded right now. For you to listen, your own listening pleasure, and I'll include some photos. I'll have to put some on the blog, and I'll have to have a good one for the cover art. I just don't know. There's so many interesting things. But when I first visited here, the found it, I heard about it a lot, and I heard about it from a, a manager who I had back in like I don't know years ago, over a decade ago, and he's like,、oh, yeah, it exists. He's, and he wasn't LDS. He wasn't Mormon. I think some people think it, there's a con, like an LDS or Mormon connection, but there, I, there's not specifically. There just isn't to this park. Like, is it one of those, is it one of them LDS Mormon parks? It's like kinda, but no, no, not really, no. But it, it's it, it sounds like it, like a Joseph Sphinx thing, and like、uh, Joseph Smith Sphinx. Yeah, that's what. Okay, the Joseph Smith Sphinx. I haven't even taken a photo of it. I'm gonna try and get a good one that's good enough for the cover art, so you know what I'm talking about. Because it sounds kind of wild. Like it sounds like how do you, how do you, place that? How do you visualize that?、Um, are you hearing it right? A Joseph Smith Sphinx. Like yes, 
Egyptians? Yes. And so he was telling me about it. He told me it actually does exist. He's been there. And he told me where it was. And he described it in a way that made a lot of sense to me because I lived right over there. I, I used to live downtown back when, before, yeah, I decided to flush my life down the toilet, trusting other people. It really did. That's what it is, man, is trusting other people. Is what I, that's my mistake. And I've really outdone myself on this one uh, today, this morning. And I'll go into that, but let me explain the park a little bit more. And then, yeah, we'll go into my personal problems and deep, deep dark secrets. And then we'll talk about the park some more and then talk about some cybersecurity issues and probably wrap, wrap it up from there. Housekeeping issues. But it's an interesting, interesting park. And I would say it's like eccentric. It's probably not for everyone. I didn't take it seriously when I, when I first saw it. The very first time I was like, what the hell is this? Like, what is this? Like, we're, like people are actually like coming over here and admiring this or are we, are we all laughing at it? Like, is the joke on us or is it on the artist? Or what, like, what is this? Like, really, what's going on here at this park? What is all this? Somebody wasted their time putting all this stuff together thinking that it was a good idea. What are we doing? And that was just a few years ago. I used to, I used to be like that. I love art. I love music. I appreciate art music, music and, like, expression, artistic expression. The need sometimes for some... The need for artistic expression lives more in some than in others. The, the, the need for an artistic outlet. It's more prevalent in others than, yeah, whether it's nature, nurture, like, let's not get into that. Let's not get into the, those theories. But it's there for some. It's overwhelming for some. And there's even, like, disorders where you have to, like, write all the time and... Or, try and record all the time you're into just way into it way into it i love art and i really do but i just i don't i had to mature a little bit more just a few more years to really start to appreciate people's time and efforts into their art whether or not i understood it or misinterpreted missed the mark on their theme and what they were trying to portray and convey to like their audience the viewer, the listener, what have you, sometimes I don't get it. And I didn't get it very often back then, just a few years ago. These days, I think with everything that I've experienced and everything that I've been through and my appreciation for just the need to express your artistic side, your artistic life, your artistic spirit, it, it needs to... Yeah, just be seen, be heard. You can't help it. Like, you have to do something, and you have to sculpt, paint, write, record, do a podcast. There are some days that I just can't, I don't want to record it. I hate the sound of my voice. I hate the, the audio quality, me whining, walking around the city, just whining and talking about this and that and going from this topic to the next <laughs> Just bouncing around, totally scattered, irritated, mad. I, oh, I can't stand listening to it. And it, it turns into every episode sounds like that. So it turns into me just, I don't want to record it anymore. I'm done. I don't, blah, 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 blah. I'm done with a stupid podcast and I'm stupid and it sounds stupid and everyone's stupid and this is stupid. But every now and then, 
I get like a little bit of a wake-up call and it's an artistic wake-up call. I get like hit in the head with art, with somebody's um, talent and like craft, but efforts. It's their talent, their efforts, and, and their creative, their artistic uh, interpretation and efforts that sometimes hit me in such a way where I'm like, okay, okay, let's, let's reel it in here, bling. Like, just relax, take a minute and relax. I was having one of those mornings. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I already did one episode already today. One episode's already pretty much done, packaged up, ready to go. But I, I couldn't, I, I was all over the place because I couldn't focus. I couldn't think. It's more of an audio diary. I should just get it uploaded so I can have it, keep it, but, and I will, but I won't publish it anyway. Anyway, it's like a, it turns, it turns into one of those audio diary episodes to where I'm just talking and, and irritated or talking about my problems or my experiences. Yeah, and I woke up today, night four, day five, homeless, completely homeless, like full-blown homeless. Was there some curiosity on my part to what it's really like being homeless? Absolutely, there was. And to anyone out there who like despises the homeless, can't stand the homeless, like it is a lot of hard work to stay alive in the city, on the streets. It takes work to do it. So it's not like they're just sitting around doing nothing and having a vacation all day. When you say, go get a job, go get a job. It takes work. And there are misunderstandings, miscommunications along the way that make their lives more difficult, make other people's lives more difficult. Like the whole thing is messed up that there are people doing this, living on the street like this, like I am. And like, yeah, I have to get a job, but there's a bunch of obstacles and other stuff and kind of just sprouting, emerging. And I can't, I don't know what to do to avoid them sometimes. And yeah, a lot of them are my own decisions, but they're decisions that I made uh, with different intentions and with different expectations of outcome. And that's kind of where I'm going to go into here in the second segment as I'm being inspired by Gilgal Gardens in Salt Lake City, Utah. And it's just been a kind of a rough morning, but I'm so glad that I found this place this morning. I've been here a few times with people that I was close with and yeah, I'm glad I get to be here with you. Spend some time with the listener, my audience, my fans tuning in home. I'm really glad you guys get to join me here today too. All right, so in the vein of artistic expression and the need to record, write, sing, sculpt, paint, I have to tell you all of my problems and I need advice quick or else. I have to share with the world my problems and my position in life and hopefully someone can identify or at least sympathize with where I'm coming from here and my story and understand like me a little bit better the reasons why i do what i do so i never thought i'd ever be homeless i've been full-blown homeless since sunday the day before halloween like absolutely 100 percent homeless no nothing a couple backpacks a sleeping bag the pillow i left behind yesterday because it was raining and couldn't carry a heavy i couldn't carry 
Punk, if you see me, my fans, right over there, another one. I couldn't carry a pillow around that's like heavy. And then I couldn't carry a pillow around that's heavy and soaking wet. Like that's, it's no use to me if it's soaking wet. It's, it's heavier and it's useless. Can't sleep on a wet pillow. It sounds like, ugh. So it was a good pillow too. It was a good pillow, man. I, yeah, I bought it when I was doing good. And it was hard to, it was hard to leave it behind, honest, but what, what am I going to do? What else am I going to do? I put it in a place I hoped it would still be, but like just the situation I was in, it was raining and snowing and super, super freezing cold that it, yeah, it's like it's dry here. Someone's probably going to snag it and use it or snag it and throw it away. I'll have to come back when I come back and see if it's still there, but I couldn't carry it around if it was snowing. Right. So that's, that's how it goes when you're homeless. Like that's, that was the first experience I had of like leaving something that I really liked. I liked that pillow. I liked the pillowcase. They kind of were on the higher end side because I had money back then. So when I was doing really well, I was like, hey, I'll buy myself some nice big freaking hotel style pillows. And I did. And that's one of them that I uh, had to leave behind. And this experience is... Is is I mean, it is a learning experience, right? Like I'm I'm learning along the way, and I'm experiencing things I've never, ever experienced before in my life, and I want to share some of those things with you right now. So there's like real true survival mode, to where I if I had to try and get rid of that pillow, be ah uh, can I yeah can I do this yeah I did, it's just so in, indecisive can't make up my mind what can i do as a pillow where can i put it where can yeah whatever but when you're in how where i'm in right the position i'm in right where is that yesterday yesterday morning i can't carry this heavy pillow around with me everywhere anymore i've got to let it go i come back and get it but it's not i can't do it i've got to let it go like today this morning i can't walk around the snow with it it's just it sucks but there's no back and forth. There's no indecision. It's just I have to leave. Where can I leave it to where maybe I can find it again? That was it. That's all I could do. And that's, that's new to me because I will always take my time, hoard stuff. But that was, that was new. And that, I know the cost of that pillow and just the disappointment <laughs> just to just see it go. Because it's comfortable too when, yeah, when you're out, the leaves are on a, cement slab out there in the cold yeah man it feels good to put your head down on that pillow it feels a long day of walking around aimlessly going nowhere no it feels really good to put your head on that pillow and it i'm sad to see it go but that's one of the kind of the learning process i think here is just like sometimes there's things that you really like and really enjoy and you think are important and you carry them with you and it's like one of the last things you know of my of belongings that I have on me just the shirt on my back pretty much right like <clears throat> my situation is so freaking unfortunate and so unnecessary that it has me irritated because it's been I'm working on day five it's been four nights out here and my things my belongings there's like a debit card there's boots like there there's coats there's uh, vests there's like thermal leg like pants socks there are things that i need to actually survive out here in the cold in salt lake city that i have i i possess them i own them 
they're in a storage unit, but I can't access that storage unit. Someone else has the key and they're doing that thing that I've experienced once before. And I can't, I don't understand it. And it's so, dis- it's so disappointing to me. It's hard to not just start yelling and screaming and, and like just saying, calling people names or saying things like breaking, you know, like just really start to break. Um, it's so hard to contain all that when, yeah, like the disappointment that I have now, it's starting, it's morphing in from this like, oh, that's another bad decision that I made, another bad, it's like another person that I trusted that is doing that thing again. And like, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's, oh, I just, I'm so uh, just disappointed in myself for allowing it to happen again, for allowing it to happen again. Because if, it, if I had it my way, if it were up to me, when I was moving out, I was basically planning on, on like leaving everything behind, the stuff that I didn't need or couldn't take or couldn't carry. Like, I've got to let it go or I've got to find a place for it. Maybe I can make a, like a makeshift, I don't know, I don't know, get someone's car and just drive it all the way out in the desert and just have like a little place to sleep, like mattress and whatever, <clears throat> middle of nowhere. I don't know. But I, I, had, I did not need to come to that conclusion because someone was there to, to sort of help, right? Or I don't know. So you trust this system, you trust this scheme, you trust this idea, you trust them. And then all of a sudden it's like, I don't know. <clears throat> it's so disappointing to me because it's it doesn't make sense, and I'm I'm really questioned. Yeah, anyway, anyway, I won't. I can't really elaborate too much on that without it getting like super messy. It just doesn't make sense to me anymore. Um, yeah, all this stuff. It just it seems like whatever I do, it's always a bad decision in the end like it, it always yeah unless it's on my own then I, i'm okay with the bad decisions but it seems like if, if there's anyone else involved and i don't know you rely on them you need them they gotta be there and they're not and it, it ends up backfiring and it's it ends up turning into this like i don't know battle or something turn into enemies I'm like how the like what the hell (laughs) what the heck what happened here you know like what happened and I know what the catalyst is but it's not hey there they are honk if you see me honk if you don't you know what the catalyst is sometimes for a falling out in a relationship you someone said something someone did something said something they didn't mean said something they did mean uh, said something in jest, wasn't taken that way, it was taken literally, or someone did something, like, who knows? But there's usually a catalyst, there's usually an event that causes a falling out to happen. Uh, the, the, catal- the event that happened in my situation that put me immediately on the street, instead of planning it out and having some time to go, okay, I need these coats, Can I, let me take these, Here, here's these coats, let me take these some socks and some underwear 
like, let me grab those and some, a toothbrush and like all this stuff. Like I could do it in a methodical way that's thoughtful, planned out. And then, yeah, you, you can leave things behind if you need to. But just to have it abruptly happen and then to have it, <clears throat> I get, I'm pretty worked up. I was pretty worked up this morning, man. I was pretty scatterbrained and I needed somewhere to go and some people to talk to, like you guys. But I needed something to happen, to, to intervene. And I needed, like, peace. Because I... Hey, was, did you guys hear that? There's another fan off in the distance there. I needed peace because I didn't have it. And I found it here this morning. It calmed me down. It helped me see, like, a bigger picture. Um, it helped me recognize pe- others' efforts and whether or not other people appreciate those efforts like they're still there they still exist they're still for the world to see to see and appreciate being different toward ambivalent toward or just totally despise and be like disapproval they're still there the legacy is there your art is that your work is there to be displayed to others and you can take pride in it and just not even care about what other people think about it all right, so that sentimental, yeah, thing aside, let's talk about cybersecurity again. I know, I know, but let's talk about it in a more realistic, coherent way, if, if I can, if, if you'll permit me a minute of your time, please. Um, just for a little bit of comic relief here. <clears throat> There are two, there, there's one thing that I want to, I've already ruined it, man. Bling stand-up comedy hour. Make sure to tune in next week. As a full-blown homeless person, there's one thing I've always wanted to experience, and that is, get out of here, you bum. I haven't heard it yet. Yesterday, I did hear, hey, buddy, time to move on. Time to move it. I was like, all right. I had, I had my sleeping bag and everything set up right shop right in front of the store it said the store was closed it said the store was closed and it, no it wasn't that other store that was actually generous and like caring and giving and uh, understanding it wasn't that store it was a different store uh, that said store closed it, it's closed there's no stores closing blowout sale it was store is closed signs posted everywhere go to our other location this store is closed so i thought it was closed I set up my sleeping bag and stuff, and I was trying to take a nap and just trying, but there are people coming by all close and stuff, trying to get all nosy. And I, that, I started to raise an eyebrow. Like, I knew there was the... Okay, okay. Anyway, I, I still have yet to hear, get out of here, you bum. Get a job, you bum. I still want to be called a bum. And I haven't yet. But, buddy... Buddy, time to move. Time to move. Hey, buddy, time to leave. Dude, it's, it's weird, man. It, it's, it's weird because it's like, hell yeah. This guy thinks I'm a total bum, and I am a total bum. Like, I am totally homeless, but it's like, man, I used to see those people sleeping in a sleeping bag right there, walking up to the store, you see someone sleeping in a sleeping bag. It's like, I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to look at them. I don't know what their problem is. They don't want their germs as I'm disinfecting 
I'm disinfecting my hands right now, actually. So I need, oh, just get it out of my backpack. That's not disinfecting 91%. You know, I usually, I used to order my uh, isopropyl alcohol as anhydrous by the gallon, but those were, those were better days, man. That was the most pure alcohol you could buy. Put it in a spray bottle and just disinfect everything. Memories of a distant past and a life I once knew. That's for sure, but we're still disinfecting stuff. Well, I'm that guy in front of your store in the morning, in front of your store in the afternoon, even though it says your store is closed. Like, oh, I'm not going to keep any customers from coming in here. I'm not going to act as a deterrent or it shouldn't be too, too much of an issue. If I just take a nap here, it's freezing cold. It's snowing all day. And I've been just trudging through it, trying to make sense of stuff, trying to find just a place to go that's warm. And I'm that guy, I'm that guy. But during that time, during that time yesterday, right there on the, on the sidewalk, my sleeping bag, there were people walking their dogs and just like their dog would, like it was like they were trying to lead their dog toward me. And they're like, oh no, no, hey, hey, no, no. Like it's a bad dog, bad dog this way. Like it was like an act or something. It stood out and there, there are people that are like, trying to socially engineer or access your personal identification or, or just um, data, uh, bank account, info, like all of it. There, there are people out there who are doing it actively, actively. Those texts that you get that just randomly, you, I don't know where this text is. No, I, don't, I don't remember doing that. That's where it comes from. It's, it's most likely proximity is where it comes from. It's proximity Somehow it figures out your phone number or some whatever. It, it figures out the identification of your phone and, and figures it out that way and texts you, sends you a text. It's able to. And then from there, everything falls apart. Again, I don't know anything about specifics as to how they do it, what the method is. I'm fairly certain though. I feel confident saying it's proximity. And the reason why I feel confident saying this is yesterday I saw a person with like this like thing in their hand like a like a wireless transmitter receiver there's like a little antenna on top and like it's in their hand I don't know if that's some sort of like like a purpose diversion to where it's they're meant for me to think that that's what they're using probably could be I don't, it's pretty sophisticated stuff man but there's also something that leads me to believe it's probably not so there you go but it's most likely some kind of like bluetooth thing or some other thing that just picks up your rate the, the frequency that your phone emits it's able to figure shit out that way and it might just be very very simple at first but once they get in there that's when it becomes a lot more sophisticated a lot more coordinated uh if they get access to one password they can try that password on everything else that you do or just random stuff they get access to one username and one password that you use they can try that on everything and just seeing if it works and then they can come up with different variations of it to see if it works with your password like maybe it included the year they'll try multiple years and do it that way it, it there's no <laughs> there's there's i don't know 
what is going on here in the world. Like, period. I don't know. I have, I'm having an existential crisis believing that, like, this is actually happening. People are making these decisions, um, like, with me, like, 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 really, like, stuff I just did not think was still possible, and I still allowed it to happen. I'm like, this is a nightmare. I'm not, I'm not really alive. There's no way that this is, a, this is happening again, it's recurring again, and it's, it's, it's the same behavior that I recognize and I want to say something, I want to scream, but I can't. And I go, well, it's not true then. You're not alive. It, something happened. You died two years ago or you died, something happened. That's my, that's like how I'm rationalizing at this point. Like things have gotten so weird and upside down. Like you're homeless. You've lived on the street for an entire week now, or at least an entire work week. <laughs> you need to get a job. You've lived on the street for an entire work week. And you're an old man. Like, you're a middle-aged man. You should be at the height of your career, pretty much. Like, this should be the pinnacle. This should be, your, like, your prime um, of, of income, of whatever. Property. Like, this should be your prime. Uh, you, got a, you got two degrees. You're a certified optician. Like, what are you doing wrong? What choices are you making? Like, trusting other people. That's what I'm doing wrong. Trusting people that I, I didn't think were capable of. That's, that's my problem. I've realized this now. Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely my problem. I have too kind of a heart. I'm too nice of a person. I'm, I'm too, like, um, an open book sometimes, a little bit too much. Fine. Some things I say, well, like, whatever. Who, like, is anyone really keeping track of everything that you say that's personal? No one really cares. Let's get serious. But that's my problem. And I have a hard time believing that this type of stuff is happening in the world so frequently. And no one else is picking up on it. No one else is noticing it. No one else cares. And it's like, well, then, yeah, this isn't real. This can't be real. All right. All right. So let me go into a little bit more specific about cybersecurity stuff and less about me. It's not, it's not, it's not all about you, Bling. So yesterday, I'm trying to go to 7-Eleven to get a drink, to get some beer. Yesterday. And as I'm doing so, yeah, I start to notice some cars, some similar cars. As a homeless person, as a full-blown homeless person, there are certain things that you can't say. One of them is there's people following me. If you say that, you, don't, you haven't eaten, you know, same dirty clothes, smell, whatever, disheveled, haven't shaved, dirty hands, dirty face. Uh, no one's going to take you seriously. It's, you're going to go to the hospital. Come on, come here. No one is going to take you seriously. So you can't say that. You can maybe mention it, but you can't insist. You can't try and convince people, well, here's how they're following me. Here's how they're doing it. This is what they're using. You can't. Even if that's what you've observed, witnessed, experienced, it makes zero difference because you're just seeing things and you're going crazy, right? Like that's what it translates into. So yesterday, I'm just trying to get a drink and calm down and go to the library. That was pretty much the plan. But there are those trucks, the cars, whatever, the same behaviors. So I'm like, okay, they're coming out of the woodwork. They've recognized that I don't, I'm not living somewhere. So they're back pretty much, right? Or maybe they're going through the text, emails, and, or, or listening on, on the microphone, on the phone, like 
hearing arguments and, and, and hearing um, plans and positions. Like, tech is not safe. I'm, I'm telling you this right now. It's not safe. Hey, there's a loud-ass motorcycle. I'm screaming children in the back, too. You can hear them a little bit. I think in the future, tech, at this point in time in, in human history, people will look back at it and just say, what were we thinking? Like, there's so many just loose ends and holes and vulnerabilities and, and things that people came up with to rob other people without any... There's no stealing purses. There's no, hey, give me all your money. There's none of that. It, it's like a different way of doing it. And it's proximity, most likely. I don't know how exactly they're doing it, okay? Just for the record, I don't know how. I can tell you what I think, and maybe you guys can be a little bit more aware of your surroundings in the future. And you can, or maybe you've experienced it too. All right, so yesterday I'm sleeping on the front door closed and people are getting next to me and their dogs and stuff. And I'm like, what the heck is, like, what, what, what's going on here? Like, why are they, like, why is this old man walking his dog, the old man and his wife, and they're just going for a casual walk? Why is he looking back at me a lot? Like, why is he looking back over here a lot? Because people, honk if you see me, people like that don't do that. They don't care about people like me that are in sleeping bags. So what's his problem? Because I'm not, I didn't say anything, I didn't do anything, but I'm just kind of heads outside of the sleeping bag trying to take a rest. And he's slowly just sauntering, meandering along, walking their dog. Again, trying to get close. And so, yeah, we've got a red flag going on here, bling. Like, the, the, you see the trucks, the same old trucks, the same old cars, the same old bullshit. But this, is, this behavior that you're observing is a little bit concerning, I would say. But, yeah, just pay attention to it. Try and go back to sleep. Another woman comes by with her dog. Except she, like, led her dog toward me and then says, no, no, don't go that way. Stop. Don't. Don't go that way. But she was, like, leading my dog, her dog toward me. I was like, all right. <laughs> all right. Whatever. Like, I I'm, I'm going to start packing it up here, guys. People walking by slow again or, or going back and forth past me a couple times. Like, it's a public street, public sidewalk. Do whatever you want. But people are not that concerned about me or homeless people, individuals in a sleeping bag. Nobody cares. So what's going on here with the sudden uh, flux of foot traffic and couples walking their dogs? It, the store is closed. And people are, oh, the store is closed. What? I love this store. And it's like a group of people. Hey, Bling, you're jumping to conclusions. That's just a coincidence. You have to start over. You have to put your behind behind. Okay. All right. All right. That was the afternoon. That was early afternoon. Now keep in mind, I already noticed other cars being stupid around me. Trucks, cars, whatever. Same style. Okay? So I'm on edge now. I noticed it. I'm not happy about it. What's going on? What are they trying to do? Well, let's go to the 7-Eleven. Let's just get a couple drinks. Because I hadn't yet. I was not able to. They kept getting around and getting in the way. Swarming the 7-Eleven. Mobbing it when, I get, when I'd go there. Like, no, two cars in the parking lot. Totally fine. 
I start walking up to the door, put my mask on. All of a sudden, there's like eight cars in the park. Okay, all right. I'm not doing this today. I'll go walk off. I walked off and like tried to take a nap. The guy comes out, opens his, hey, buddy, it's time to leave. I'm like, oh, man, I thought the store was closed, guy. I was going to maybe push back a little bit. Like, well, you don't have any, hey, you don't have any customers coming in anyway. So what difference does it make to you, freaking business owner, homeowner? I'm homeless. <laughs> but I just said, all right. I started packing it up, took my sweet time. It was freaking freezing. I, my fingers wouldn't work in the cold. I needed a drink. I needed a drink bad. I still hadn't had one yet. So I was like, okay, no matter what, let's just go back there. Let's get some beer and just get a couple in you. You'll feel better. You'll be energized and you do it that way. I, I'm, I go back determined to just get a beer and start to feel better. And sure enough, the same thing starts to happen. And I, like, I was like, what's going on? Like, what is this? Um, I'm at the... I didn't get it. I still did not get a beer at that point. I didn't. I couldn't. I wasn't going to go in there. The, I'm telling you, the 7-Eleven gets mobbed full of people when I get close to it. And I'll tell you what really tipped me off. It wasn't, yeah, the, the, the guy that looks like a doctor about to, on the verge of retirement, walking their dog and, with his wife on a lovely fall evening, afternoon with the leaves and snow. He's concerned. He's like looking back or just trying to figure out what I'm doing really kind of nosy a little bit too much there for someone who should be like successful and everything it's like what's this homeless person doing what's what is this homeless person doing just sleeping there on so besides that was when i go back determined to get some beer this time it's like my third attempt and a family her her gets in the store right before i do with a kid and I was like okay like what the hell like okay like just raced inside there was they're parked there I start to walk the, and all the, they all get out of the car and race inside like okay okay so I'm, I'm waiting for them to get out I'm waiting for no more no more cars to show up and I see this dude walking up kind of from a distance he's got he's carrying a box and there's like some sort of like dowel or like plumbing plunger I'm not joking. I'm not, and I haven't even drank anything yet. I'm, I'm pissed because I haven't drank anything. Yet. I'm ir- so freaking irritated because all I wanted was a couple beers, and I'd start to feel better, relax. And walking the snow and rain is this like black dude carrying a big box with like a plumber's like a dowel out of the top, and he starts walking towards me. So of course, like yeah, I'm ready to go. And I mean, ready to go figuratively and literally. Like, you want to go? Yeah, it's going, dude. I need a beer bad. Honk, if you see me. I need a beer. So I'm irritated and I am ready to go. But here's, here's his business pitch. Here's his business pitch to me. He's walking toward me kind of uncomfortably. I'm like, yeah, let's go, dude. Like, I'm not giving up my skateboard this time. I don't have a skateboard, but yeah, try it. Whatever you want to do, try it. Because it's not going to go well at all. It's going to go very badly. Either for me or for you or for both of us. Like, it's not, going to, it's not going to be a good interaction if you try any of that shit. And the first thing he says to me is, move your bag over. And so I grabbed my sleeping bag, picked up my sleeping bag, 
I start walking up. I pick up my sleeping bag and he throws his box right where my sleeping bag was. There's we're in front of a 7-Eleven. He could have thrown his box anywhere in that parking lot. Anywhere. The box was like, hey, honk, see me. The dowel, the, the plumber's dowel on the top of it. He could have thrown it any freaking where in that parking lot, the sidewalk in front of the 7-Eleven, anywhere. But he says, move your bag. And then tosses the box where my bag was. So I said, and I was just like, okay. Start walking off. And he's like, hey, you don't want anything? Like, you don't want any of this? I don't even know what he said. I got some stuff you're going to love. And I was just like, dude, you don't want any? That's all I heard. Like something about something you're going to love and you don't want any. And I said, no. And he's like, like yo, you start trying to call me names or be insulting or something. I was like, dude, your business pitch is so wrong. If you start, if you, if you disagree with the person trying to salesman, you disagree with them, they start calling you names. Start, start. It happened to me at the, at the county fair once. Yeah, if I freaking have enough energy to finish this story. Walking, I was 17, man, or 18. Walking by those things where you shoot the BB things and shoot out the star. Shoot out the star, you get this giant freaking prize. Huge. And I knew it was a scam. Five bucks was a lot when you're in high school. Five dollars is a lot of money. I knew it was a scam. I wasn't playing any of those duck ring games or tossing the balls. I wasn't doing that. You can't win. There's something that the dynamics of everything, it's rigged. So don't do it. Don't waste your money playing those stupid games. I wasn't going to. And I'm walking by the one with the stars, kind of intrigued, but I was just like, don't play these freaking games. Don't play these games. You're going to lose. Start walking off. The guy's like, hey, you don't want to play? I was like, nah, nah. And he goes, what's the matter, you piece of shit? It's like, okay, I'll play it. You gonna, yeah, you want to play hardball? Yeah, I'll play this freaking game. Lost five bucks. Like, oh, man. But that was a good pitch to come at me like that. Just a, just a straight, like, there was no exchange. There was no, well, mate, let me think about come back and then see what the night, where the night goes, see how many tickets I get and popcorn and cotton candy and the ski lift across and girlfriend. Let me see how that is. He, he wasn't wasting anyone's time. And I, I guess I could appreciate that sales pitch. He, just, he said, come on, you piece of shit. Okay. Like, all right. All right. Yeah. Let's see if I can shoot that star out. I wonder how many, like, at some point, that guy realized with high school age boys, that was, like, that was golden. He's like, every time they start to walk away, and they're probably between the age of 14 and 20, I don't even have to, I don't even have to waste anyone's time. That dude must have been rich. He must have retired early. Retired early with a giant freaking arsenal, freaking castle of stuffed animals. Farm full of stuffed animals, just, I, surplus barn barns fold filled to the top hey stuffed animals are we in the third segment still i'm still going all right let's keep talking about it this might be a long one man but hey it needs to come out Cybersecurity. let's talk about it proximity no so that's suspect to me like that's fishy as shit like don't hey move move your bag and throw a box down try and sell me something and then when i walk off you start to be like oh come on hey what are you 
I never worked back at the fair, man. But things are different today. I'm, I'm homeless. Like, go away. Like, I'm concerned for my safety at this point. Like, go away. Don't even get close to me. Because it could be pretty bad. I'm telling you. Um, so when that happened, I was like, this is messed up. Like, something's happening. And I still have a plan. I still have a plan. It's going to be inconvenient, but I still have a plan. Um, it's always inconvenient, but... Time went on. I took a nap at one of the churches in the back. At least I tried to. The car's rolling by. <laughs> driving by. It's so suspicious, man. The fact that right when you turn on your phone, these people show up. Or you start to hear cars honking. Or you start to just... Weird stuff starts to happen the second you turn on your phone. Like, I have, I have like, numerous videos... Just short little videos where I'm recording. I say, okay, I just turned on my phone. It's been about three or four minutes. Check out all this traffic. And you'll see them in like groups of three. Cars just driving by. The trucks, the similar looking trucks. The loud motorcycles. Like you, you start to see it and you recognize the style and everything. But like what do they want? What are they trying to do? I don't know. And so that's what was on my mind yesterday. I was like, what the hell is going on here? Like, they're trying to get close to me for what? Like, like what's going on? Like, I don't have any money. And, like, what are they doing? What are they trying to do? I can't, there's nothing that I, they're, like, following a homeless person here. They're, they're spending their time following a homeless person. So I, I can't, I couldn't figure it out. Um... And the night goes on, and I, I, I still hadn't gotten a beer. I went to 7-Eleven, back to 7 I, Well, hold on, hold on, just skipping a part of the story. I went to the library, the uh, Marmalade District Library over there in North Salt Lake, right across the street from the 7-Eleven. I went there, and I was like, okay, I've got a plan. I need to do this. I need to execute it. And so I have to upload a bunch of videos, the videos that I have, I have to upload those first, and so I can have them, get them, all my photos uploaded, backed up, and then that way, yeah, you got to restart your phone. You have to factory reset your phone at that point. There's, no, there's nothing you can do at that point when it gets like that, when they're following you around and doing whatever. You have to factory reset your phone. There's something on your phone that allows them to know where you are, Period. I don't know what it is. I turn off my fi- find my iPhone location settings, privacy settings. They're all off, off. They're oh, hey honk if you see me. They are all off on my phone. So I don't know how it works. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> wow. But when you reach a certain point, you have to factory reset your phone. Something has been compromised. They're probably your mics, your camera, your phone itself, your texts. Everything has probably been compromised at that point. And you have to erase everything. But you have to have a secure backup. If you have a computer, that's pretty quick and it's pretty easy. Especially with like a Mac and an iPhone. Man, it is quick and it's pretty seamless to back it up. Erase your phone, start it, whatever. Like, 
it might take a little bit it might be a little bit inconvenient you you definitely want to have your passwords in order and you want to have the two-factor authorization shit in order before erasing your factory resetting your phone you and yeah if you don't know your passwords and you've relied on your apple account apple id you're gonna have it's gonna be a giant ass headache you have to have a password that's secure that you will remember but that's unique to each site because if you have the same password over and over that's exactly what they're after is that type of shit why they're after my information that i don't know yet and i have some different weird theories about it some out of the box thinking if you go back and listen um to the jewel in the crown the jewel in the crown episode the saturday morning book club that we do every saturday yeah, it's an ongoing thing. It's a tradition now. It's been so long. Um, yeah, we do it every freaking Saturday. The Saturday morning book club episode, I talk about it. And I start to get into cybersecurity a little bit. But I, I um, posture, I pose. I bring up the, the question or the, the idea, the concept of planting, like sabotage, Instead of finding stuff and uh, setting you up that way, stuff is planted on your phone. If they have access to your phone where they can take things from, then what is to stop them from like placing things, um, adding things? People will go out of their way to ruin your life. For some reason, people do that. People feel okay doing that. People don't think twice sometimes. Do it. They don't realize what they're doing sometimes. They're just participating in this stupid scheme sometimes. Sometimes people do it with bad intentions. Just as I'm saying this, like just as I'm saying this, I, there's nobody here. There's nobody been here the entire morning. A woman walks up with sunglasses, walking her dog. Hey, hey, whatever, whatever, just staring at me pretending to be interested in stuff but she's probably like what the hell like where is it what the hell is this place fun house but there are people out there uh, significant others not significant others um strangers from the street like there are people out there who don't care about you or anything that you do or anything about you they want to ruin your life is what they want to do well they want money in order to get money they have to ruin your life. They have to ruin your life so that they're like parasites, pretty much. Vermin, parasites, parasitic behavior, leeches. They don't care who you are, what your story is, what your accomplishments are, what you've done, where you've been, or anything you're going through. And they want your money. That's all your, like, um, cattle. You're vermin. Uh, you, they're vermin. You're the host. They're parasites. They want your money and they'll do whatever they can. And if there's an, a quick and easy way to do it, as far as like hacking your phone or do it, but, or they want, so, they want someone, someone's money that's close to you or twice removed from you, or, or I'm not sure what their motives or intentions are. I don't know what their end game is what the big picture is i don't know i don't work with them i hate them 
uh, I hate that personality. I hate the type of person that participates in that type of stuff that will willingly and voluntarily hurt someone else for money. To, to, to put someone else behind for money or for personal reasons or for weird intentions. <laughs> Just now, let's see what else walks up here. <clears throat> yeah, it's... Um, there's the dude walking up, face mask, hoodie. Pretending to be interested, hands in his pocket. Straight vermin, man. And, it, like, it, it's... If you are vulnerable and you're homeless, that's all uh, the more easier it is to not be believed, to not be taken seriously, to not even um, be considered. Your life is not even considered anymore at that point. When you reach this level of like despair, I, yeah, despair. When you reach this level of despair, it's not, it's not desperation anymore. It's full on despair. Nobody cares about your life. He's a homeless, transient, <laughs> junkie, wh whatever, uh, unemployed. I, I can't get a job. I can't even get access to my things at this point. Someone else has the key now. How am I supposed to get the, my, my dress shoes and stuff for an interview? Or my debit card for this or that? Um, like it or coats and stuff to stay alive. Uh, fleece line, thermals, pillows, comforts, toothbrush, toiletries. How, how do you expect me to get a job when I expected, when I misunderstood things, I guess, or I was anticipating something else? And out of the blue, it's just, nope, that, 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 there you go, you're gone. Disagree, say something else, do something wrong. Not, not um, wrong in the sense of like ethically or moral, just voice your opinion about something that goes against the opinion of whoever has that key and then you don't get your things anymore. It is twisted, and it, I have a difficult time believing like I'm still alive sometimes because of how twisted it is and how, how much the, the amount of apathy that you receive and just the advice that's just get a job, go talk to someone, go get some pills or something. Like, that's, no, that's not a solution here. There's something else going on that's bigger than all of this, that's bigger than... It's kind of almost like a good versus evil at this point. There, there are people participating willingly, ruining individuals' lives for money and not thinking twice about it, not even having a second thought, not even considering what they're doing as right or wrong, good or evil. It doesn't even... It's not a thing for them. Your life does not matter to them. You're just... A host you're just a source of of blood and if they infect you with their disease whatever they're carrying and you die they don't care it's off to the next host 
even it's it, a, a symbiotic relationship. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, kind of thing. With this type of shit, they don't care if the host dies. It's like an infection, and then off to another one to infect. High, like contagious, viral, whatever. They want you on the street. They want you in this position. So no one will take you seriously. Everyone's advice is find a job, get a job, get a job. It's not, well, what happened here? What caused all this? Like, who's responsible for this? Like, all my decisions are my own. But there's some weird shit happening here that I've noticed that nobody... Like some of some of my theories are completely off the wall and nuts, like over the top. I get it, I get it. And as a full-blown homeless person, you can't say people are following me. You can't. But if you try and have a thoughtful conversation and share your opinion about stuff and share your observations, then hopefully it might have an impact for others. Now I know it's already a long-winded um, podcast, but I still have a lot more to say here. Do you guys want to jump into the fourth dimension or what? Okay. Okay, here we go. Fourth dimension time. Two blings. You guys voluntarily did it. You guys are listening. Let's go. So I'm done with the 7-Eleven stuff. I go over to the library. I take a nap at the church. There's still people driving around. I turn my phone on and stuff. Make a little video of like i just turned my phone on and anticipating someone to drive by and a white tesla drives by it's an empty church parking lot you have to intentionally go behind the church to drive there's nothing behind there besides more parking it's an it's a church on a wednesday night unless there's some sort of activity happening at the church like that's why you'd be back there but they just drive by a few minutes after i turned my phone on like, okay, so that, my phone's infected again. Something happened, my phone's infected again. I'm pretty sure it happened at the Dollar Tree in Taylorsville on a Sunday. People getting all close up behind you when you're checking out and stuff. Like, they have to get close. But it, I'm pretty sure it happened on a Taylor, at Taylorsville Dollar Tree on a Sunday. Probably about a month ago even or so. But I've been trying to explore it. I've been trying to, just before I, before I factory reset here and get rid of this thing, let's explore it a little bit further. And let's, let's see what's really, let's see if we can kind of exploit it a little bit. Let's see if we can play with it a little bit and see what happens. So I go to the library last night after the, all the 7-Eleven shenanigans. I wasn't even having it. Didn't even have a beer yet still. And it's probably what, 6.30 p.m.? p.m. 7 p.m. haven't even had a beer yet i need it i've needed it since what two noon i still had not had a beer because everyone mobs the 7-eleven what happens when i get inside of the library i go upstairs well, i got that warm water wash my face with the the fountains that are timed and stuff there, i just need to sink that you can just turn on full full blast hot wash my hands wash my face so hope i bet you that's what's behind those there's some locked there's some locked bathrooms close by here and that's, that's probably why like you know, anyone enjoying their bathrooms gotta lock them lock them up lock it up so i'm at the library 
It's around 6.30 p.m. And I've already got a plan. I didn't execute it the way I wanted to, but that's okay. I still do. I still have the same plan. It's still, the plan is still in motion. So don't worry. Don't worry, you guys. Don't worry. I have a plan. I won't let you down. And I'm at the library. Plug in my phone. Charge my phone. Start uploading those photos. Be aware of your surroundings. Kind of mess with them. See what happens. And by mess with them, I mean turn your phone on and off. Hit the Bluetooth. Hit the Wi-Fi. Uh, hit the cellular, turn your phone off, restart it, turn it off again, put it on airplane mode, like just really mess with it so that they can't get into it. And if they do, well, they're trying to get like, just trying to get, shut it off and cut them, get them out of it, have them start over again. And I don't, if maybe it's just all in my head, sure. And I'm just doing this for, uh, to kill time and because I'm upside down nuts, right? Hey, honk if you see me. But I'm at the library, turn it on, I'm doing my plan, what I plan on doing, and uh, a woman comes by, close by to me, and just as she's staring at her phone or some sort of device in her hand, just staring at it, not looking at books, not doing anything else, but she's right by me, staring at her phone. I shut my phone off, and she starts to move down the aisles and kind of meander around, turn my phone back on she stops staring at her phone she stops what she's doing stops meandering and starts staring at her phone standing right there not moving it's like the rest of the world doesn't exist around her uh, engrossed in her phone Um, and it's like I'm, I'm watching this happen I'm watching what's going on and she's not really noticing and I I, there's there's some people that get it and some people that don't that work or are part of this and like I know people start their phone all the time but like why are you at a library wandering around like, she wasn't is this the right book F- opening up books and thumbing through it and is this the right book she's just kind of by me going through the aisles kind of still close but it just wasn't making sense with the dogs, the person with the box. Hey, move your, move your bag. Hey, throws a box down right there. It's like, what are you guys doing? And that's when I was like, something's up here at the library even. So I get on the unsecured network at the, at the library. Because I have a plan. I have a plan, you guys. Don't worry. Don't ever do that. Don't ever get on an unsecured Wi-Fi network. Because you are open, wide open to this type of attack, this type of stuff. It's a public library. It's in Utah, northern Salt Lake, North Salt Lake, Utah. It should be totally 100% safe. There's nothing to worry about. You're in a library. You're using the the library's Wi-Fi. What's the what's the problem? It's an unsecured network, and you open yourself up to so many just. Just you open yourself wide up to anything that they have planned against you. And I, they probably have libraries hacked, like from here to Timbuktu. That's how people, that's, I don't know. I don't know how they got my information. They got my information, a social engineering attack and social engineering. That's how my savings are gone. My retirement, my life savings. Like that's an extreme case. That's basically what's happening here. And no one 
cares? No one's catching on that the library doesn't have a secure network, really. What you can do is get a VPN that should at least cause somewhat of a deterrent, but it's not going to solve the problem. And it still exists there. And that's what they're trying to do, is just get into there and try and make things look normal. Everything looks the same. Clone pages, landing pages. You think you're logging in somewhere. There's your username. There's your password. Now it's theirs. Now they'll try out on everything else that you have, and they'll just do variations of your password. They'll try it with everything that you have. They'll get into your phone. What's your dog's name, cat's name? Who do you... like? It is terrible. And people wonder how. Like, I don't know how. I didn't do it. I don't know. I don't know. Like, that's what they're doing here. And it's on such a... I don't know. But they're targeting individuals uh, who nobody will believe. Who, who their chances of getting away, successfully attempting or not attempting. They're targeting people who probably are vulnerable for like social mm, condemnation. So social, socially ostracized people who are not, who have been kicked out of society because of their, uh, either they're too eccentric or, um, criminal history, criminal background, uh, drug history, um, emotional problems. Like, the list goes on. I'm sure they have it in a hierarchy to where it's like, this is our prime target. This is the type of person we want. Like, this is the, the one to go after. So why are they chasing me if I don't have any money? Well, hang, hang on. <laughs> hang on. So that's happening at the library. I'm kind of doing this thing or it's on purpose. It's deliberate. And I want to see what's going on. And I noticed it still, it's woman. And so I just like shut off my phone. She leaves, she leaves. I turn my phone off and she just goes bye-bye. It's weird to me that that happens. I don't understand it. I want some freaking answers, people. And I think after that, I go to 7-Eleven, determined to get me a beer. And <laughs> it's mobbed again. And that's when I saw the, the girl with like the headset and the little like wireless transmitter thing. They're all in there. It's a small 7-Eleven dials are narrow and stuff. They're all in there just grabbing chips and bags of candy. Like just pushing up against each other. Everyone's crowded and stuff. It's like you have to get next to it. It's a proximity thing. And so that's all crowded so they can all crowd up on you and... No, you go first, you go first, you go first. Let's get his freaking information. Everyone can just try it. Everyone's there. So I leave. I still have not had a beer yet. And I'm ticked about it. I'm pissed about it. I walked from North Salt Lake all the way to where, dude, I don't even know. I walked so much. I walked way too far yesterday trying to get a beer. Way too much, way too far. And I was pissed about it the entire time. I have videos and whatnot. They're, they're swarming, they're mobs. But it, like, I will see them in a car and then they're on bikes later on, like the same t people. Like they, it's, it's so weird to me, man. And maybe I'm wrong, maybe they look, look similar. I don't, it, so, okay, okay. I go from North Salt Lake to downtown. I go to the Maverick gas station there from the 7-Eleven in North Salt Lake. The Maverick on what? 400 South? 400 West? Right there. I'll always just kind of perch first. 
to see what's going on right there when I show up. Um, if a bunch of cars rush in, I'll wait for them to leave, then I'll go inside. But they were just there the entire time. More cars coming out, the RV coming through, more cars, more cars. People just stopped and parked with their lights on, just the lights just pointed right at me <laughs> and just parked like right there. And like I'm making eye contact. It's not intimidating. I don't know. You guys do whatever you want to. I'm thinking, please, welcome it. Bring it. Let's go home. Come on. Um, please. Trucks start to pull up on the side of the, set, or the Maverick, older trucks, and they're just running. There's no gas stations. There's this fence separating the two. But they're just parked up. They reverse close to the 7-Eleven. They're running. And I'm just right there perched on a rock in front of the 7-Eleven, just observing all of this. And, uh, or not 7-Eleven, sorry, the Maverick, the Maverick, the gas station. It was a bigger gas, the Maverick downtown is bigger. And uh, it's newer, it's more modern sliding doors, but it's bigger. It's more space, more room to maneuver and more people to pile in there. So there's trucks backing up. There's more cars coming in. There's more people going inside. There's people just sitting there parked with their headlights just pointed at me, not getting gas, not in a parking spot, just parked or just stopped, I guess, rather. Hey, Hong, if you see me. And I'm like, this is freaking ridiculous, man. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, how, I don't know, like, how society is not able to see like, this type of stuff, this type of behavior is... Like, I have, I'm noticing it. I observe it. And, like, I, I notice it. I can see it, I guess. I, I don't know if I'm, like, able to translate their actions that the rest of society can't or, or what. I don't know. And I still have not even had a freaking beer yet for the day. <laughs> I'm ticked. I'm pissed. It's cold. It's freezing cold. I just wanted a beer. I thought they all mobbed a 7-Eleven up in North Salt Lake. I was like, they, there's no way that they've, they're at the Maverick. They're all getting gas, running in. Just, like, Oh, this sucks. I was like, okay, let's go to a place without a gas station then. No gas station, just the convenience store. As I'm walking there, I was like, oh, no, no. There's another Maverick. It's a lot smaller. It's like half the size. There's another Maverick. Let's just go to that one. Let's try that one out. Excuse me, there's a frog sound there. So I go to that Maverick. Before I noticed some police, and so I... I try to do this in front of police because I hope to God that they're able to just figure shit out here and to see what is actually happening like right here in Salt Lake City. So I'll slowly take my phone out of my pocket so that the police can see it or at least if, if they're looking, I'm not up next to the car like, hey, police, look at this. A little bit of a distance away but I hope that they're looking at me. And I, I take my phone out of my pocket, I power it on, and I show them the little Apple logo that shows up. So they know I'm powering up my phone if they're <laughs> perceptive enough. And at that point, if there's a bunch of police close by, I will turn on every single location um, privacy thing that I can. Everything, tracking data, privacy, location things, whatever. Like, turn it on. Yes, 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 agree to it, yes. All of it. I'll turn it on full blast. Uh, Bluetooth is on. 
cellular's on, Wi-Fi is on, all of it is on, full blast. When I see a bunch of police close by and they're like pulling people over and stuff. I don't like police, but yeah, you guys know. Like that's the strategy that I do here. And just crossing my fingers like, please, they, so they can see like just some sort of a little bit of a difference with these types of cars. I see the similarities. And then it's me, green, blue hair. Like, come on, please. And please don't be like the University of Utah Police. Like, please don't be like the, as stupid as the University of Utah Police, as like useless as they are. Like, please. I know you guys are like slapping your coworkers' behinds with boxing gloves and sexual battery. I know. But please, can you notice this? Because I'm not going to try and talk to you about it. The, I, I'm not. After the University of Utah Police uh, exchange there and their just mental incapacity, like, like please. I don't know if the, the Salt Lake City Police Department notices. I don't know if they care. I don't know if they're in on it. I don't care if they hate me. I don't know if they hate me. They probably do because I hate police. But I hope that the mob of people at that Maverick would, would look suspicious, look weird to them, or they'd be able to pick up on it. There's a jazz game happening downtown that night, sure. But the jazz game did not just get out or get over. So why is this sudden rush of people here in these cars? And why are they all taking their sweet freaking time, like going inside and meandering around, just waiting around, waiting? Hold on. I have one thing to say, though. Before I left the, down, the other downtown, the big gas station, the bigger one, before I left there, aside from the dogs and the doctor-looking guy who can, overly concerned with this homeless person in a sleeping bag and the guy with the box and the woman at the library and the cars all day, besides all that, at the Maverick downtown, there was somebody, a, a male, who kept looking outside at me to see if I was still there and then he'd look over at another car and I was like like what the and then he sat down and he stopped looking he stopped wandering around he'd look at me to see if I'm still there look at another car and then he just sat like okay well we'll wait for him to come inside then they'll wait for me to come inside then and then we'll get him when he's standing in line Or, or they're waiting for somebody else right? or they're doing that like cars will pull into parking lots at that Maverick and just sit in their, or up the, they'll pull in the parking spots with their car running and just sit there by me, close to me. No one gets in, no one gets out. There's cars that just stop, not even in a, not even in a parking spot. The lights on just at me, just stopped right there. It's creeped out. It's weird. I go to the other Maverick, turn all my locations, see the police, turn all my locations on, whatever. Boom, they pull someone over. Black car comes rolling over all quick. Like, yeah, undercover vice cop, detective. I was like, okay, I don't know if that's one of them, but okay, they're pulling people over. They're following people. They're noticing stuff. Did they notice me turn my phone on? I don't don't know, but my phone was off. I turn it on, turn locations on, let it sit for five minutes, turn everything off, all the location stuff off, and then turn my phone off again. It, it is freaking weird, the stuff that happens. 
when you're in this situation homeless no one cares i they're why well why would they follow you then if you're homeless no one cares like what's the point i think either they see me as a threat at this point and they want to know who i'm talking to or what i'm doing they, they they see me as like an actual threat to their organization or their operation their the way that they conduct business or there's they're trying to get close to someone a phone number on my phone or someone that they've socially engineered figured out a way infiltrated whatever that there's a connection there and they want to make uh, they want the ability to hack into their life or to ruin their life or to do something um to to be parasites to them that's their next host and they need me to get to that even though i'm homeless on the street walking around aimlessly they need me i'm the yeah i guess i'm the node that they need to complete i guess the circuit or yeah the operation so it might not be my resources it might not be my like finances but it's my like social existence in the, the scheme of things that that that's what they're looking at that's what they're following um they just need the information from me to access them and so they're trying to crack my phone to get to theirs it's kind of out there whether i'm a threat whether they're trying to get someone else or me or both or everything or all of the above what have you i don't know but i know what i see and i know what i'm observing and i know that it's way way out of the ordinary so i still don't have a beer yet i'm at the other maverick and it's mobbed once again there's a van there a guy gets out they're filling up the van for like 30 minutes it's the longest time i've ever seen anyone fill up a van for it was took a long time they were parked there right there the very first spot right in front of the store both doors open just a long time in that van van leaves someone else pulls up like everyone's inside this maverick now people are getting gas for an abnormally long amount of time when i say okay well i'm not going in this maverick either i'm not going into this gas station either i'm going down the street to the other gas station the Dino Mart, and I thought it was still open, but it was closed, so I couldn't go there. But I, I thought it was still open, so I start walking down the street. And as I'm as I'm as I'm leaving the Maverick, the second Maverick that that's been mobbed, someone pulls up next to the air station to put air in their tires. It's like like okay, totally normal. They're parked kind of just right there. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I'll keep walking to the other gas station. They leave that air station. They left as they saw me leaving. And they go to the Dino Mart down the street and they start putting air in those tires over there. They, they use the air machine over there. I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to this Dino Mart either. I'm not going next to that car either. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what they're trying to do. But this is suspicious as hell, and, and I don't, it probably works for everybody else. No one even picks up on it, so everyone's just vulnerable and susceptible. But I'm noticing this shit, and it's weird, and it's been happening all day. So I start walking back towards the Maverick just to see 
now at this, I'm not going in that Maverick. I want to see what's going on. I go back over there. More cars pull in, more people pull in. Going inside, using the gas station. It's like, okay, walk back to the Dynamart. More people show up over there. They're going in. The gas station's closed. So they start getting gas. Trucks are pulling in. Guy's still filling up his, air, his tires with air. I'm not kidding you. He was still there. Still there. Okay. Go back to the Maverick. More cars. Some, okay, so it's raining and snowing. It's freaking freezing all night, right? Raining and snowing all night. People cleaning their windows. Like taking their time to clean their windows. Like it's raining out. There's water coming down from the sky. Why are you doing that? Like the windshield wipers don't work. Okay, yeah, whatever. I get it. But like, I I don't know. I don't know. It just seems so suspicious to me. These cars would take forever filling up with gas. They see me walking up and then they get out and run into the store or whatever. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, I don't have any money. I don't have anything for anyone. So it's weird. It's weird. I freaking notice it. So I'm like, okay, let's go back to Dynamart. More people show, okay, we're not going there. Keep going. Down to the 7-Eleven with no, no gas. They don't do gas at that one. And it's busy as shit now all of a sudden too. So I can't get any beer and I'm ticked. I'm pissed. I'm so pissed. They're everywhere. They're on foot. They're getting out of cars. They're getting out of trucks and like trying to walk past me. They know my routine. They know my route. They know the people I talk to, the people I see. They know it. And they're there. They're right there. Trying to blend in, trying to listen in, trying to get close. And it's, it's crazy, man. Like, you, you wouldn't believe it, especially, especially if it's coming from a homeless person. So people are following me. They're, no one's going to believe it. Nobody cares. Nobody cares at all. At all. What proof do you have? Well, I don't know. You got... Uh, it's, it's rough, man. It's rough. It's rough. So I finally make my move. And I'm going over to Smith's Marketplace. And I was like, I, I can't walk anymore. I have to stop. I can't walk anymore. I'm done. I can't do it. So I'm not going there. I'm just going to have to stop or not get any beer. I was like, we have to get any beer. Have to. So I go to the 7-Eleven I hate going to because it's such a bad part of town. It's so crappy. It's almost like I don't trust it. And there was nobody there. There was not one car. There was two police cars. There were two police cars parked at the 7-Eleven and there's no other cars. Okay, I can get some beer here. And those police cars, I'm pretty sure, saw the green hair a while ago. Saw me walking a while ago. They're like, he's still walking, dude. He's still walking. It's like, I need my beer, man. I need to get some beer. So I go inside, get some beer. I'm excited. And I give him my cash. And the cashier just took so long. Like he, oh my gosh, like straightened out the dollar bill. Or, yeah, the money that I gave him. He's like flattening it out. 
uh, like bending it and like just take a, it took is the longest time I've, it's ever taken when I gave someone enough like money to cover everything and expect a little bit of change back like a $20 bill take it fold it make it fit perfectly and when it puts it in this machine the machine rejects it he folds it again bends it, puts it back in the machine meanwhile two people come inside the seven the police are gone at that point and two people come in the 7-eleven and i was like i wanted to say could you please hurry up but i knew it wouldn't do any good and probably slow him down and this couple comes in or a man and a woman and they're going through stuff like whatever see her like on her phone and yeah people are on the phone all the time they get in line and then she starts scooting next to me she's on her phone and she starts scooting next to me get a little just inching closer not like not falling all, all over me like oh i love your jacket or you love your hair and like starts touching me but she's just inching closer as we're waiting in line <laughs> and then he goes puts the money gets inside the machine whatever they had and uh he has to go in the back and get his reading glasses which took like another hour to see how much change i was owed and meanwhile during this entire time she's getting closer to me and the dude that she was with the guy she was with noticed that i was like taking steps away from her like kind of bigger steps away like I was kind of like on the left of the counter at this point, like kind of standing away by the door. And he's like, hey, hey, like he's talking to her. He's like, hey, like, like, what, like he, he knows what you're doing. Like, stop. And so that's when she stops and goes down one of the aisles. And I was like, what the, f like, come on. The entire night I avoid you guys. The entire night I avoided this shit. And it happens because this cashier is taking a year and a half to, <laughs> to go get his reading glasses and see how much change he owes me and fold the dollar bill perfectly. Like, just fold it up perfect and fits in the thing and machine and rejects it. And... Like, what do you do? How, you can't, at some point, like, you just got to give up, man. And I was like, like this sucks, dude like well maybe maybe everything's fine maybe everything's cool okay, yeah maybe maybe and so that was last night that was last night well <clears throat> i turned my phone off my phone was off the entire time my phone was off the entire time at that point it wasn't even on i was standing next to the register and all that stuff well i wake up this morning homeless on the street and I get a text message that says my 7-Eleven verification code is this number yeah there's a link there you can click on it and click on that link so did I click on it no but the message is there the text message is there I've received it it's there and I could probably already be infected with it. So whatever happened throughout the course of the day yesterday, all of their efforts, everything, like they're trying to, 
to use me to get to somebody else, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's the, that's, or multiple people. Use me to get to multiple people who are not homeless. But they also probably fit the, the like the perfect host, the perfect victim for these uh, pests and vermin, leeches, parasites. The, they're the perfect host to move on to once I'm dead. And I'm already basically dead. I'm not used to them besides the information from me to others. And like, dude, I'm just glad to get this story out there, my experience yesterday. I'm just glad to get it recorded and published and, and hopefully heard at, at this place today because I, I, was not in a ha- I was not in a good mood this morning. There's more bad news, more disappointment, and, and not in other people. It's disappointment, disappointment in myself for trusting others because there's this like switch where it's like, um, I don't know, things are okay and then all of a sudden things are not okay and then that's it. And man, like, like I, I'm disappointed in myself and I regret a lot of the actions that I took that I, I could have done differently because I would have been way, way better off right now, at least more comfortable just surviving these freezing ass cold nights if anything, but just more comfortable. And I don't have it, and I can't, and it was just disappointment. I was freaking livid. I was pissed, man, this morning. I was so mad. Um, last night, everything in this culminating, and, and I wake up to that shit. There's a text from 7-Eleven with, like, like what, what code? I paid with cash. I, my phone was off. There was nothing, there's no, I wasn't trying to sign up for, oh, seven realm rewards. Let me put my phone number into the thing. I sign, put my pin number in. I, I didn't use the visa reader, the card reader. I didn't even use it. I paid with cash. So why did I get that verification? My phone was off. I didn't sign up for anything. Didn't click on anything. She's scooting closer towards me. And the entire night, every single gas station I go to is being completely mobbed. The woman with like a transmitter looking thing. Like it's so upside down and weird. But once you get to the, this is, I, I kept wondering like, why are they trying to like push me out completely though? Or what, what? It's because once you get to this level of, of uh, despair and you just uh, disappointment nobody cares nobody cares so no one's there to help you they could do whatever they want like okay so you're homeless right yeah and people are following you yeah have you went uh have you talked to talk to anybody at all like thanks university of utah police okay we're done here like thanks for your help just you guys are part of the you guys are part of this whole thing like i don't know how big it is if they're doing this to this everyday citizens are getting so much data from libraries and unsecured networks like who knows how just massive and gigantic this whole thing is <laughs> how's it going that's all right yeah i've been here for a while so it's 
time for me to get going anyway. Uh, it just doesn't seem... Anyway, anyway. Yeah, I really appreciate everyone's time if you did spend the time listening to all of it. I know it's pretty long-winded, but it's, it's very therapeutic to get it out there in the world. And uh, I appreciate, appreciate you listening. It's just, uh, I guess the party's over for me over here. So I got to get going. Um, yeah, and thanks again. Money Sign Skymaster 5. That's Money Sign Skymaster and the number 5. Venmo, Abling Vieira. Oh, it's just weird stuff, dude. It doesn't seem real. Thanks so much for listening. You guys are the coolest. Good luck. Take care. Well, I've said it before. There's people that have the, like, reflexive sort of... You're, you're put in, in a defense, and you have this, like, emotional, reflexive response. Sometimes it's rational, sometimes it's irrational, but it's so hard to try and just rein it in reel it in man i can't tell you how disappointed i am today with like my myself and the people that i've trusted and like listened to and just trusted and their misunderstanding like i i have some pretty good ideas and theories is it's just so bad the the way people jump to conclusions and assume things that they don't understand and yeah it's like taking the law into your own hands I guess sometimes um, yeah I, I think we've got a long way to go here as like a society culture species it sucks it's so discouraging um to be faced with certain challenges and, and certain statements. But yeah, it's what, what can you do? You just have to do what you have to do and uh, cross your fingers, hope for the best. Uh, it's a lot of effort that seems kind of wasted or it just seems kind of for nothing, but I guess that's how it's going to go now these days. So yeah, just prepare for the worst and expect the worst, I guess. I don't know. I really do appreciate you guys listening and it's important um, to me to keep doing this stuff, to, to just keep sharing my opinion, like feelings, experiences, whether they're way off the mark or kind of close. I, there's got to be others out there that are experiencing difficulties and also just weird stuff with... Um, you, you reach a certain level where people will not believe you and... It, yeah, I, I doubt it's very common, but yeah, disappointments abound. It's going to be a tough winter, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Thanks so much for listening again.